the Tuesday afternoon. So we're about to get an update on the story of uh, Tando Mathangu, uh, and Devila cultural activist who was kicked off the Hau train for wearing Devila traditional attire. Uh, we now talk to his lawyer advocate, Denib Telezi, about planned legal action. Uh, good afternoon to you, advocate. Good afternoon, Ken. How are you, sir? I'm Grant. Good to have you on the show. Thank you, sir. Excellent. Please, uh, you know, uh, tell us about your client and his contribution in the preservation of the Ndebele culture. Um, well, Mr. Mashangu is a young man who is of very strong Ndebele persuasion and yes. he practices Ndebele culture. One of the things uh, he does is promoting the Ndebele. Mm. And one of the things they've done is they've led a protest to the SAPC mm. to have Ndebele programs on yes. flights from the SAPC. Yes. He also does a lot of Ndebele craft, Ndebele traditional wear, and this is part of the reason why he wears the clothes that he wears, I mean, dresses the way that he does, mm. because he goes on to sell these clothes. And he's got Ndebele Makarapa, Mandebele sneakers, Mandebele, a whole lot of t-shirts and things that they do, and they've got a little market that they run. So they promote the culture, mm. and they also promote the speaking of the language as well, mm. quite, quite extensively. Yes. It's proudly South African, proudly African, I guess. Indeed so. Yeah. Indeed so. So please take yes, us sir. through the How Train incident. That shocked a lot of people. You know, it led to you representing, uh, representing him. Well, um... If I can give you a brief history, uh, Mr. Matlangu, as he usually does, was he sells his, uh, he's got this Panama like hat. Yes. That they paint in the Sindhavele and the Makarapa and all the things that I've told you about. Yes. He lived from, he lives in Wandavele and he's got clients in Johannesburg and he's got clients in Pretoria. So it was a Friday, the 26th of October. He boarded the train in um, Hatfield. Went all the way down to Park Station, sold some of the goodies, and he had another meeting in Pretoria, which was going back to after the Park Station when they stopped him. Mm. The security approached him and they said, Look, Mr. You're not appropriately dressed to get on the car train. And he tried to explain that, but look, this is my traditional way of wearing. The security called uh, the supervisors, the supervisors called the station management, Mm. who Mm. all together converged on him and said, Look, we don't deem what you're dressed in as an appropriate way to be dressed on the train. He tried to protest and say, but this is traditional clothing, this is how we wear the better people. And they refused him access. And they refused to give him a refund for his ticket. And he went and stood outside the house train. And then he sent a tweet, which is something that has become something of a joke, at the fact that maybe his English on the cheek wasn't as accurate to the Khao Train station to say, to Khao Train, the company, to say, look, this is how I've been treated. And he got no response to it thereafter. Wow. It was only after he contacted another journalist that he knew from his protest with the SABC to say, look, this is what I've suffered at the Khao Train, but I also came to know the story. And he's then taken on the case to say, look, we need to take on the case on a higher level to say, look, his cultural rights and his dignity were violated because part of the violation of his rights happened in this way. When he was now stopped at the station, it turned into a bit of a spectacle, part of the car yeah. And then it became a scene and he was treated like somebody who'd committed a crime and he was being apprehended by security. And 
reducir, ¿no? And it was humiliating to have you being stopped in that way and security manhandling you for the fact that you are dressed in your traditional clothing. And we all know that kind of incident like that. Wow. You know, I mean, one would have thought he was probably conduct, you know, confronted by an ignorant security guy. But now, now that you're telling us that, you know, the security called the supervisor and the supervisor Indeed. called the manager, I think he's a, he has every right to take legal action against against. Well, it's most unfortunate. It's most unfortunate because what happened was that um, the Caltrain people who've come on and made public apologies have always made that excuse that it was just one security guard acting nice. Yeah, yes. It is only after that we've come on and started explaining what happened is that they actually start to appreciate that there's a guy, I think the surname is from Syria, he's a mm. manager at Park Station. And he was assisted with another Mr. Ngovu, who was the supervisor of the security personnel. And they called in quite a, a large contingent of people to all collectively say that this guy cannot be in the trade. Do you understand? Wow. So that is extremely painful on his part. So um, what outcome are you hoping for? Well, the thing is that if you look at it legally, we've got uh, the Constitution protects all our one, number one, individual dignity. Yes. Number two, it goes on to protect the free right to practice your cultural beliefs. And I think then one, his individual dignity was violated in the circumstances. Yes. His cultural beliefs as a developed person were violated in that regard. So we're suing for damages, which now can be classified as what is called uh, one, impairment to his dignity. Number two, his constitutional damages. Mm. And if we talk in the context of constitutional damages, a recent case where constitutional damages were awarded in terms of was what happened at the Esistimani case, yes. where the, the commission found that the people's dignity had been violated and damages were awarded in that regard. In this case now, we still have to test the law. And mm, how yeah, far the law yeah, will, yeah. It will go in terms of recognizing what they would consider an appropriate um, sanction towards Caltrain and appropriate uh, amounts for damages that he were to be paid for the kind of humiliation that he suffered. There's a second form of humiliation claim that I'd like to bring to your attention. You know, once the article started making the rounds on social media, then you often get the situation where people comment on the newspaper articles on Facebook, etc., etc. There was a lot of racist mm. and stereotypical mm. abuse mm. that was directed mm. at Mashang. I can imagine, yes. People, people were saying, hey, this is not, uh, this is not, don't be a Bushman, don't say, all sorts of offensive things which I don't want to say on the radio. Yeah. You know, but he was also now secondary that caused him great pain and not only to him, to his family and a lot of the Lebele people as well who hold him in high regard and believe in their own country. Wow. Well, listen, uh, Advocate, thank you so much for, for giving us more information and for joining us. Um, yeah, on the Glenzito Superdrive. I think we have a caller who might want to ask you a question in Peter Murray's back. Stu! Hey, Glen Muzanbar. Nkwa Nujan. Gishat. Gerai. Advocate. Yo. Uh, uh, good luck for this case because it's Thank annoying me. Because, uh, you, you know what? We see Islamic ladies covering with their faces covered, but they are not stopped yeah. anyway. What is this rubbish of having somebody who is in his traditional attire and he's being stopped like that and he's being made a mock out of it? 
because we, 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 we exercise these things on certain people and then we leave other people scot-free. It doesn't make sense. Oh. All right. Good Thank point, there, Thanks for the call, Stu. Okay. Well, All right. Yeah. Hi, Danny. Um, yes. Yeah. Me, sorry. Um, what I was going to say is that um, part of the reason why I've taken up the case myself is because I also was highly upset about what this transpired. And I mm. think what we need to make an example and actually draw a line in the sand in terms of saying, one, this is Africa. Yes. And how we are perceived is going to be perceived on an African standard, not on a Eurocentric standard. And we will not be having our culture diminished and be treated like how barbarically we were historically treated and how we were diminished in the values and, 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 the, and, and the cultural beliefs that we held by virtue of people being obsessed with the Eurocentric standard and how the black person is to be perceived. Excellent advocate. Thank you so much for joining us. All right, thank you so much, Lee. There you go. That's advocate uh, Denny Butelezi. He's representing uh, Tando Mashlangu, a Ndebele cultural activist who has kicked off the how train for wearing Ndebele traditional attire. And yeah, Stu said just one sentence and it was a mouthful, right? Yeah. <laughs> mouthful. Yeah. It's just great. Like I was saying, I, I wasn't sure. I thought maybe, you know, uh, Mr. Matlangu was just dealing with one security guy who, who was, was just who was abusing. Ignorant. Yeah, was ignorant and just abusing Chatera, his powers. But yeah. the fact that, you know, the security guy consulted his boss, the boss consulted the, the other, other boss. boss. Come on, man. Nowhere to, hi- nowhere to hide for, for how train. They need to take responsibility. Ten minutes to four.